back. Yes, of course, that's you. You're the most valuable person as far as I'm concerned. So, come back. I wanted to say to yourself, Hi, Sarah. Put your name. Hi, Sarah. I am the most valuable person on earth. Yes, so say that to yourself. Alright, done? Okay. Alright, so thank you for joining me. I am always happy and appreciative of you coming back to listen to this podcast. So thank you for always coming back. And most importantly, thank you for bringing someone with you. Let's spread and share it around the world. Anyway, welcome to a new episode of Shows Health and Awareness Podcast. If this is your first time of listening to Shows Health and Awareness Podcast, it's a weekly podcast that focuses the conversation on health and awareness. New episode drop every Sunday at 6 p.m. West African time. The aim is to bring you those health information you take for granted, especially when it pertains to your health and your general well-being. So, thank you for joining me on this week's episode. Have you ever struggled with distressing at the end of each week? Well, that's exactly what we are going to help you with on this week's episode where you will learn how to distress, why your mental health is important, and also I'm going to share tips on maintaining a good mental health. So let me welcome my, my guest for this week's episode. He's a clinical psychologist, a psychotherapist, he's also a mental health professional and a life coach. Help me welcome Tommy Owolabi to this week's episode. Thank you, Tommy Owolabi, for joining me on the show today. A lot of questions a lot of things we really need to know about mental health so let's start with okay. what is mental health okay thank you very much Sarah, for that uh, question um it's important it's important to be able to um you know you know play ground or play people's mind about what mental health is all about because currently now a whole lot of people talking about mental health mental health a whole lot of misconception people hear it as a as a as a norm as a but we don't people don't really know what mental health entails but before I start by defining what mental you know health is it's important to define what health is okay so if you're able to define what health is then we can move to what mental mental health is so according to the World Health Organization that's the WHO WHO define health as a state of complete physical mental and social well-being okay and not just the mere absence of disease or infirmity okay what that means is that there are three aspects to health there are three major segments of futures of what an elderly person is you know most of the time i usually I ask my clients using this who definition of what health is do you have any physical illness do you have any underlying medical condition they will tell you no I said okay can you say you are physically healthy they will say yes hmm. can you say you are socially healthy they will say yes well can you say you're mentally healthy some of them will have doubts about it even some of them 
them, if you ask them, can you say you're socially healthy? They will have doubts about it. So I'll tell them, you can't say you're fully healthy if all those three aspects has not been fully covered. So is the state of health is a state of complete physical one, mental two, and social well-being, and not just the mere absence of disease or infirmity. So the fact that you don't have malaria, the fact that you don't have diabetes, the fact that you don't have cancer doesn't mean you are healthy, all right? Mm-hmm. Because there are just three main aspects to what health is all about. Your physical, the mental, and the social well-being. So let's now go to what mental health is. So mental health can simply be referred to as a state of well-being in which an individual realizes, you know, his or her own abilities. An individual is able to realize his own ability. An individual is able to cope with the normal stress of life. Either we like it or not, we will face with challenges in life. We will face in with a whole lot of things. So your ability to be able to cope with the normal stress of life and your ability to be able to work productively, productively and be fruitful. Mm. And not just that, your ability to make significant contributions to your society. Okay. So yeah. let me just yeah, you, you know rephrase it. It has to entail your ability to understand yourself, okay, what your needs are, okay, what your emotions are, okay, and your ability to be able to communicate your need to others, okay? Mm. So you must be able to understand your feelings, you must be able to make sense out of it, okay? Your ability to be able to deal with the normal life stress, life challenges, the normal stress of life, your ability to be able to be productive and fruitful, okay? And your ability to make significant contributions to the society and to the people around you. Mm. So that is what, you know, mental health entails. You can see that it touches a whole, a whole lot in terms of your emotions, in terms of your cognition, in terms of your, your ability to deal with issues, and in terms of you making significant contributions to the people around you and to the society. So I just leave it at that because because of time. Yeah, that's that's great. All right. So why is our mental health important? All right. Uh, that that's another wonderful and good question because our mental health is very very important all right so one of the reasons why a mental health is important is because our mental health regulates how we make choices Mm. our mental health regulates how we make choices because you know our mental health affects our cognition that is our thoughts our emotions and even influences our behavior and those are the core things that are involved when it comes to making choices and making decisions okay Mm. so you see people make some choices that almost everybody will question and we are ignorant of the fact that the fact that this person is not in the right state of mind is not able to make informed decision or make right choices so one of the reasons why mental health is very important is because it regulates how we make choices it influences our decision making okay it also determines our well-being okay it determines if our mental the state of our mental health determines if we are healthy or not so the mental health is very important okay it also determines how we handle stress the state of our health of our mental health determines how we're able to handle the stress of life and the challenges that face uh, face us you know at times you will see some people you know pass through some situation but their inability to able to deal or cope with the issue will affect their productivity and will affect their functioning okay especially for people that uh, their mental health is not you know strong enough Mm-hmm. Or it's not really, they are not really healthy mentally. So, our mental health determines how we handle stress and it also determines how we.
we relate with other people our mental health affects our relationship okay yeah. so most of the time if let's say we have people in a relationship uh, you know uh, people dating a husband and marital relationship if one of the partners doesn't have a sound mental health it will definitely affect the relationship so our mental health plays a significant role in how we relate to other people and most of the time we are put to judge people this person is is very is very eccentric he just he's always keeping to himself she's always keeping to herself he's so proud he's so rude he's so arrogant whereas it's not the fault of the person because this person is not in the right mental state is not it's meant is our mental health is not sound so that will definitely affect the way you relate with people but most of the time we are quick to judge we are quick to criticize this set of people rather than trying to reach out trying to know what what what's really the reason why this person you know is like this and let me round up round up on this in this on this particular question okay our mental health is connected to our productivity okay mm-hmm. our mental health is you know i've managed a lot of people you know they are not able to function well the way they they, they they should function they are already getting queries at their workplace because there is something wrong with their mental health so if the mental health is not sound it might affect our productivity either at work as a as an employee either uh, our academics as a student okay either our career so it affects our productivity it affects the way in which we, we chunk our results you know most of the time people that are affected with mental health challenges you see that their productivity is significantly affected the jobs and the things for example let's say the fashion designer probably on the average of a day you, you sew an average of two three clothes depending on the style you see yourself struggling with you know dealing with you know just you know sewing the clothes in a day so your product so these are the things we we need to pay attention to we need to you know i was i was uh discussing with uh, a particular patient of mine or, or client of mine and the one signs were there she was like oh i just felt i get tired easily so she was uh, probably because of the stress i went through during my sister's wedding and that persisted for a number of times until it got to a point where she broke down she's not able to function she's not able to go to work she's not able to do the normal thing that she would eventually you know do so it got to that point before she was able to reach out so once her mental health is affected it has a chance of affecting her productivity her mental health is connected to our productivity and that's one of the significant reasons why our mental health is very important all right thank you so much for this so now that we know about we have knowledge of what exactly mental health means uh can you also tell us what uh is mental illness because we need to know the difference between mental health and mental illness okay yeah that, that's also very very important too that we're able to you know clarify and talk about what the mental illness is okay so it's very important that we we, we establish that okay not everybody has mental illness Mm. because uh, most of the time there's a saying that uh, everybody has a dimension or a type of madness as this but okay let's just go to so according to the american psychiatric association okay okay, refer to mental health as uh, sorry mental illness as an health condition is a health condition that involves changes or attrition in your thinking in your emotions and in your behavior any health condition that has affected one's ability of thinking 
that has affected one's ability of you know expressing emotion mm-hmm. and that has affected one's ability of you know the kind of behavior or actions we carry out and I, I hope you know that you know for every society there is a standard or there is a general acceptable socially acceptable way of thinking there is a socially acceptable way of expressing emotion there is a socially acceptable way of acting okay. for example if you go to a place where there are money okay. and all you do is laugh mm. All you do is laugh. That's that's purely deviating from the norm and from what is expected. Yeah. Okay. So that can be an alteration. Okay. I'm not saying you know things can happen. Some people can act bizarrely, but but it's against what is socially acceptable and what is culturally acceptable. Okay. Yeah. For some people, significant changes in their thinking. For some people, significant changes in the way they behave. Okay. Some people are be the always with their people after them. They always hear strange voices. You know, this thing is a significant alteration in your thought and in behavior. Okay. Some people that usually go out to interact with people will no longer want to interact with people. Some of our friends that they usually want to do TikTok, you know, do uh, what's the other one now? Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's not that they are having issues with that. All of a sudden, they just find that you know difficult. So they don't. They, they no longer find it pleasurable. So there is a bit. There has been a, a health condition that has involved a significant change or changes in their thinking, in their emotions, and in their behavior. Mm. So mental health could also be referred to as is a form of distortion, okay, of an individual's you know cognition. That's the thinking pattern. Yeah. A, a distortion in an, the way an individual you know expresses feelings, and mm. a distortion in the way an individual behaves. Okay, which may affect the person and affect the way that person or that individual relate to other people and which can also affect the optimal functioning note that what optimal functioning of that individual so one can have you know mental illness and is still able to function to an extent okay so the fact that the person is still you know functioning partially you know, they make someone think, oh, my mental health is still sound, I'm still good, I'm okay, nothing is wrong with me, I'm just tired, and all those all those kind of things. Okay? So okay. the fact that you're still functioning partially doesn't mean you can't have mental illness. So mental illness simply talks about a health condition that has affected an individual's way of thinking, emotions, and their behavior. Yeah. All right, so thank you for that. That's that's a very powerful definition. Okay, so uh, now that um, different, you know, you said some people they might have mental illness and they are still functioning okay. well in the society, which will make it very difficult for some people to even identify that yeah, this person yeah, actually yeah, exactly. needs help. So exactly. I want you to enlighten us or tell us the common signs and symptoms of mental health conditions. Okay, well, mental health conditions or mental health disorders or mental disorders are of various forms. Okay. And most of the ways, most of the things that help to distinguish you know, them is you know, the symptoms they present with. You know, the clustering of symptoms are some of the things that help us 
to to be able to say oh this person has this issue when a particular person has presented with some couple of symptoms for a particular time for a particular duration okay i can't just say uh uh this person is is feel sad and come and say oh, this person has mental illness for somebody that probably lost his or her job yeah. or lost uh, a loved one and lost a significant amount of money and the person feels sad maybe after a few days or one week after the incident we can't just come and say oh this person has mental illness okay so yeah. for somebody that that has experience such we expect the person to feel bad to feel sad that's a normal reaction all right okay. but once the person starts presenting with some symptoms that has been consistent okay and that has made a particular duration a particular period of time and those symptoms have been you know consistent for a particular time then we can begin to say oh this person has this issue or this person has uh, this other issue and one of the one of the common you know mental you know, disorder that we know is one of them is you know depressive uh, disorders that's d- depression okay yeah. it can come in the form of you know general sadness overwhelming thoughts you know inability to sleep poor appetite suicidal addiction you know withdrawal to self you know lack of interest in initially pleasurable activities mm. you know thoughts of you know probably harming yourself you know some of the things you think anxiety before all of a sudden it doesn't you don't just don't want to do it again okay all of a sudden you just don't want to go out again all of a sudden you don't just want to hang out with your friend again all mm. of a sudden you struggle to sleep to initiate sleep all of a sudden you 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 just have this you just feel sad without you know having something exactly to point that you just feel that you are you, you're beginning to struggle to eat probably you are the type that you know usually you finish like um let's say uh six loaves of bread or six sorry six, six loaves or six slices of bread all of a sudden you see yourself struggling to eat two slices mm. you know and you you observe that pattern so these are things that cause you know for attention that calls for you know oh, i think I, i observed this over time okay i hope something 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 is not wrong so that's when you're able to reach out and you're able to you know get help the other you know categories of mental uh health disorders and mental disorders we have the anxiety disorders which is characterized by you know serious pop tension beating of the chest mm. tightness of chest uh, and these are usually triggered by events or thoughts or fear of you know of, of uh, 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 you anticipating that something bad or something harmful <laughs> is about to happen so you see those kind of people they shake they have serious tremors you know heartbeats you know palpitation you know sweating some of them we won't think oh, i feel like fainting <laughs> and don't know the doctors have done all the tests they, they've not been able to ascertain that's nothing you know in terms of physically yeah. nothing is wrong but mentally something is is actually is actually wrong so the other different um, uh, other uh, categories of uh, let me just run through it because of time we have the, the psychotic disorders psychotic disorders you know those are the people that if they are not taking care of those are the people you see on the streets yeah okay 
hallucinations, delusions, you know, different kind of delusions, different kind of hallucination, hallucination in terms of people tend to hear strange voices, see strange things, you know, delusion in terms of you, you, you know, holding on to belief that is obvious and glaring that this thing is not true, that this thing is not real, that being caught away from reality, you know, ignoring something as simple as ignoring of self and personal hygiene hmm. you know just move close to some people you see them the hair is unkept clothes is dirty you can see by the time you check the color very dirty and you observe that this thing is not like that before okay and sometimes you you observe some bizarre behaviors hmm. okay and some people will tend to okay that, that was a patient i actually managed um a few a few years ago okay a few years ago no they just observed that this person is a student just come out of uh, of the hall late at night come out of the hostel go to the field and we start praying out loud <laughs> for hours so after playing that lot for hours, go back to the room, shower, go to the class, the same cycle, oh, people are, oh, this person is spiritual, this is, but they didn't know that was a psychotic, it was a bizarre behavior because that wasn't this kind of behavior, but due to our own knowledge of what religiosity is all about, it covered that you know perception of you know being a spiritual person and help yeah. you know cover that symptom not until one day that individual walked with his barefoot for about a distance of about five kilometers or thereabouts uh. <laughs> that was when they knew something was wrong okay yeah. that really affected his education but thank god he got he got treatment it was managed and he was able to recover recover fully Okay, so those different, those are psychotic disorders. Then when you hear of schizophrenic illness, uh, bipolar disorders, when you hear of um, schizoaffective disorders, those are related, you know, bizarre behaviors. You see, some people just start laughing to self, you know, wandering around, you know, wandering tendency. They can leave the house for a long time and they have to be looking out for them, you know, bring them back. They look tattered and, and all those kind of things. And we also have what we call the trauma and stressors related disorders. Okay. That is a category of, you know, where uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, um, uh, fall into when people experience traumatic events and it, is, it started, it, it starts to bring about, you know, clusters of anxiety symptoms. So that because of the, uh, let's say somebody, you know, experience, that's why it's important when you know that somebody experiences a major trauma, for example, accidents, for example, rape victims, for example, people that were kidnapped, for example, people that uh, were probably physically attacked, that escaped the robbery incident. It's very important that after that incident, they are properly evaluated mm. and taken, you know, for re-evaluation by the mental health professionals mm. so that they can monitor them because those kind of people tend to later present, stand the chance of, you know, uh, it decreases their chances of presenting with PTSD 
you know later so so instead of oh, yes it's good to give their give their testimony in charge of thank god for that but, but also go ahead and you know for further assessment because most of the time we, we, we think because the person didn't have any physical injury mm. they are good what about the psychological injury that the person might have, you know, had as a result of that event? You know, when we are defining, we talk about physical, we talk about mental, and we talk yeah. about social. Yeah. So, not having a physical injury is not enough. Mm. Checking out for physical injury is not enough. Let's mm. check out for mental injuries. Let's check out if the person's psyche has not been tampered with or has not been punctured or has not been injured as a result of that um, experience. So mental illness also put across like sexual dysfunctions and substance related or addictive behaviors and, and stuff like that. So because of All that, right. yeah. uh, no, yes. no. I was even about stopping you at that point because oh, it's okay, just okay, like okay. we want to give them the full package. All right. So <laughs> exactly, thank you so much exactly. about that. Thank you so much for that. I, I think um, I wanted to say that um, few um, like I also experienced uh, this depressive disorder uh, like okay. a few months ago and I was just just there I didn't feel like doing what I used to do everything just got tired like I got tired of almost everything and okay. all thanks to my friends because I was able to open up most of them were like Sarah why are you not doing this what, what's happening what and I'm like I don't okay. know I'm just tired of this life I, I just want to okay. sleep and wake up but me I did not have issue of not eating because I was always eating and sleeping like a baby <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I did and did mention that even for the present our times is it that you're struggling to sleep okay or you are sleeping excessively mm. okay even for some people is it that you're not really eating well or you are eating excessively so it can come on both, on both extremes yeah yeah, yeah exactly all right, so let's talk about mental wellness. Uh, what yeah. does a good mental health entail? Well, that's that. Well, I'll, I'll try to Shut to uh, yeah, be as uh, brief as as possible. You know, the good mental health entails a whole lot of things. So, a good mental health entails. Okay, I, I would like to ca- categorize it into three factors. Okay. The cognitive level. Okay. The emotional level and the behavioral level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your mental health has support across those those uh, three things. And one of the things that you know a good mental health you entail is you having a good support system. Having a good support system, having people that you can talk to, having people that show you love, having people around you that care about you, having people you can easily call and reach out to, and you know that they're not going to criticize you, judge you, blame you. They will, having people that are always ready to listen to you, having people that are willing to show that love and support to you. So it's very important that you have a good support system. And most of the places you get that from family members, close friends, intimate friends, from our partners and stuff. So having a good support system is very important. So you can just do a quick check. A quick check. Do I have at least two, three people that if I call them, they are willing and ready to go the extra mile for me? Mm-hmm. Do I have two, three people that if I tell them, okay, this is what I'm going through, this is the mistake I make, they are able to listen to me 
mm. you know, and not judge me. Mm. Okay? Do I have two, three people that if I'm going to tough time, they can stay on the phone with me for a long time and ensure that um, until I'm calm, they, they're not going to drop the call? Do I have people that I can easily put a call across to and they will, they will be there for me to support? So having a good support system is very important. Yeah. You know, there are a whole lot of people that will tell you, it's me and myself, I can't trust anybody, I can't share anything. That is not a good way of building your mental health. So you have mm. to have a good support system, okay? Then a good mental health entails, and you, you have to have what I, I, I call an editing mind. That mm. is, you are mindful of what you allow in your mind, okay? And this also, you know, touches, you know, what are the things you expose yourself to, mm. all right? So for, for example, Currently, we, we 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 have a little issues when we come to um, when when we come there, there was this incident that happened in Shokoto about uh, the lady that was stoned and you know burned alive to death yeah. as a result of you know this uh, claim that they blasphemed somebody and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know a lot of videos were circulating on media. Okay, these kind of videos they are toxic videos. You've heard about the incident. Do you need to watch the videos? Because these are some of the things that people expose themselves to and make them, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like you are, you are experiencing a secondary trauma. Hmm. Okay, you are not experiencing it directly, but the fact that you're exposing yourself to all those gory contents has a negative impact on your mental health. So for somebody that has a good and sound mental health, you have an editing mind. You just don't allow anything to penetrate into your mind. You are conscious of what you allow, of the things you allow to dwell in your mind. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, I encourage people, all those gory photos of accidents, you know, a car running on the head of someone yeah. or running on the leg, try as much as possible to avoid them. You've heard about it, you've read about it. You don't need to go the extra mind to read about it to get the extra, extra, extra details. Because there was an incident that happened and uh, the person complained, I've lost sleep, I've not been able to sleep well for a time. Okay, while trying to process, you know, make inquiry, they got to know that she experienced, you know, you know, seeing, you know, a particular incident that happened where a truck hit about three or four children. Hmm. Okay. So as a result of that, she couldn't sleep. She couldn't, she lost her sleep, lost her appetite, and that really affected you know the person to most you expose yourself to so a person with a good mental health has an editing mind mm-hmm. okay you are careful and mindful of what the things you allow to penetrate and the things you expose yourself to and another thing is that you have to have you know good access to mental health resources mm-hmm. mental health resources okay mental health resources in terms of uh, um, knowing when to reach out, knowing who to reach out to, okay, knowing the right person to to reach out to, you know, reading the right kind of books, exposing yourself to the right kind of information. For example, what we are doing now, these are the contents that people ought to hear and listen to over and over and over again so that they can have a better understanding and equip themselves. Another thing is, you know, having a confiding relationship is also very important, okay? And also having you having numerous coping skills and coping strategies in your mental. I like to use the word mental arsenal. 
you know, it's very important when you know how to, for example, when you, are, you, you make a mistake or when you, you you go through, you experience a whole lot of you know, stressful events, you should be able to know how you can cope. Okay, that's what I mean by having numerous coping strategies and coping mm-hmm. skills to cope, you know, with um, stressful events and challenges. And okay, let me just say one, one more thing. Okay. okay. And it's, it's important, one of the signs of having a good interest is that you try to be as possible to talk about issues of concern. Okay. okay. People with sound mental health don't just try to repress and repress and repress and repress and say, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. Mm-hmm. Actually, you are weak. Okay, because it, it takes strength to be able to express how you feel to someone, to be able to talk it out and let go, vent out that emotion. That's what we call strength. Repressing mm. is not strength. Repressing is a sign of weakness. That means you are mm. mentally weak. Okay, so you know, expressing yourself, having I talked about having a confiding, confiding relationship, having someone to talk to when you have a tough day, when you have a rough day, mm. express yourself, talk to it about someone, and that could make you. We can go on and on and on and on and on yeah, and on to talk about true. it. Let me just pause it at that. Thank you so much for the information you just shared with us, talking about mental wellness and what mental health actually entails. So let's move into the next question. What are the common uh, misconceptions of mental health? Okay, the uh, common misconception of mental health. Okay, let's just talk about uh, three or three about. Okay, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, I'll start with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this common myth this belief that uh, mental health issues is as a result of weakness in personality. Or, or character flaws. So this mm. person is not mentally is, is not strong. It has a flaw. Or that, that's 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 not actually that's not actually right. Anybody can come down with uh, mental any mental health issues because mental mental health problems it has nothing to do with whether probably somebody is lazy or weak or not strong enough. Okay, it can happen to anyone. There are diverse factors that contribute to one having a mental health problem. We have the biological factors which touches your gene, you know, your genetic predisposition, you know, at the brain brain uh, chemistry, the uh, interaction of the neurotransmitters and the brain, you know, life experience of people that have you know, had, you know, traumatic events, uh, kidnapping, hamburgery, rape victim, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, you know, family history. These are factors that contribute to someone having a mental health issue. So tell me how an individual is responsible for his, his or her own gene. So you can't just yeah. say, oh, this person is weak, this person is lazy, that's why it's having no there are a whole lot of factors biological factors social factors environmental factors you know life experience family history a whole lot of things you know contribute to that so they believe that uh, uh, mental health issue is a result of weakness in personality or character flaw is outrightly you know not true then like this other beliefs too this belief that um, that one cannot fully recover from mental health problem mm. that that's actually false that is not true and individual can fully recover from mental health problems. So studies have shown that even people with mental health problems get better and many recover completely. Okay? Studies yeah. are proving that it's not just again evidence-based studies are proving mm-hmm. that it's possible for an individual to recover fully from you know many of them will recover fully completely from mental health issues and mental health disorder. So they are able to walk, 
they are able okay. to live, they are able to learn, they are able to function effectively in society. Okay. okay. So it's possible that one can fully recover from mental health mm. or mental illness. It's okay. quite, quite uh, possible. Now, if you have to share tips or advices on how we can actually look after our mental health, what are the advice you would give? Okay. Um, one of the things I will say, I will say in terms of tips, okay, it's important that at every point in time, reach out to a professional to 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 help you or to put you through how you can go about your mental health. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's important that you're able to do that. The basic things like you know eating good food, eating the right, eating right. Okay, not just eating, it's important that you're able to eat right. Okay. Having good and quality sleep is also very important. I know of some people that you if they if they sleep well they, they start feeling guilty. No 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 that's the sleeping well doesn't doesn't make you a lazy person. Mm. Okay, but it doesn't help your productivity, it helps you to be able to function well. Then something as simple as exercise. Mm. Studies that's found have shown that exercise is very good, reduces the chances of you having some of all the terminal diseases and, uh, and, and stuff. And I hope you know that even studies are proving that people with mental, with sound and good mental health are less likely to come down with physical illness. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That is a direct uh, correlation. That is a positive relationship between poor mental health and poor physical health. So, being mentally sound, you know, increases our chances of our system being able to fight diseases and infection. Okay. So, it's important to do your regular exercise, you eat well, okay. you, you, you have to reach out to a health professional, okay. Okay. you have a good social network, have the right people, you know, around you, okay, and, and stuff like that are things that are really, really helpful. Then we talk about relaxation. Okay. You should be able to know how to relax, you know, have a list of pleasurable activities. Mm. pleasurable activities that you can always do when you are stressed it's important yeah sleep is good but there are some other things you can also do to relieve yourself of those stress engaging in sporting activities mm-hmm. those are the things that boost the release of you know healthy hormones or healthy neurotransmitters or healthy chemicals you know in the brain so it's, it's very important we, we touch all this positive okay. self-talk self-compassion okay. you know we can go on and on and for that I think I want to add meditation to it. Is yeah, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meditation, mindfulness, yes. journaling. Oh, you yeah. just mentioned what oh. they do all the time. <laughs> I don't think too much. I just carry my journal and write things down because exactly. I, I cannot be putting things on my head. Exactly. All right, thank you. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you. The last question I want to ask you okay. is how can we distress you know during stressful activities uh, how can we actually distress at the end of a busy week okay uh, for example uh, I think uh, a few days ago I was talking with uh, one of my clients complaining about work and work and work how the boss is acting funny so after she talked about it okay we talked about some other things that we needed to talk about I asked her okay how did you you know let go of the stress and she said she's hoping that time will help her you know go right mm. and which is totally wrong and which is usually yes time plays a, a role in healing 
but time doesn't guarantee proper healing. Okay, mm. time doesn't guarantee proper healing. You have to self out to do some things intentionally. So I just told her, okay, I'll give you some few things to do. Okay, this evening I want you to play your favorite music and dance to the point of sweat. Hmm. Just play music you enjoy. Okay. At the initial stage, you might not feel like doing it because most yeah. of the time, yeah, our feelings are valid, or our feelings can also deceive us of thinking we can't do some things. So not until we set out to do them, that is when we realize that we can actually do, you know, do, do, do those things. You know, something as cool as taking a warm bath as a way of relieving and having the na- the, um, the naps, yeah. eating out, you know, going shopping, you can do window shopping. You can't, you don't need, you, 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 you need to pay for doing the window but, shopping. No, 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 but eating out, if you don't have money, you'll be depressed because right when you get there, you're seeing other people buying expensive stuff and it's just water that is in front of you. Some people do it actually, they just go to a new place and okay, then okay, order I for will, drink. I will, I, will say so, I will say something now. Okay. Uh, some people love to eat uh, what we call bean cake. Okay. And they call akara. Yeah. Something that literal as that can be fun. Some mm-hmm. people enjoy eating body, the roasted uh roasted something. Yeah. These are things you can do with with, 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 with ease with that. And again, learn how to celebrate your win. Never trivialize any achievements mm. you've accomplished, no matter how little it may look, never trivialize it. Trivialize it is something you have to. You have a positive self talk. Okay, yeah. it's very very important. You engage in pleasurable activities, play games, play chairs, play Ludo, play Monopoly. You know, different things, different you can do. At times, you need to do a video call with your friends and loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know. Do TikTok, although there are limitations for all those things. You know, journaling, celebrate your women, social support, warm baths, relaxation, engage in pleasurable activities, you know, treat yourself well. Something as simple as buying yourself a 500 naira earring, a hmm. 1000 naira earring goes a long obviously go a long, goes a long way, yeah. making you feel better. Something as simple as taking a selfie, something as simple as, you know, taking, looking at the picture of a play, pleasurable moment you had in the past, things yeah. like that have a way of really, really, you know, helping and boosting, you know, helping us to relieve stress after the end of a busy week, a busy day. One of the things I do when I'm, when I feel like I'm stressed during okay. the day, even during the day, did I just take a break to relax? Or yeah, sometimes yeah. if I'm at home and I'm feeling like um, I'm just stressed out, I pick my phone or okay. use the mirror. I speak to myself through the mirror. Yeah. I pick my yeah. phone, do a video, and I'm just interacting with myself. So it that's, just that's right. what I feel like uh, is that you need to know what actually uh, suits them, what they can do to distress because we have so many things that can help them, but they need to know the one that actually goes with their exactly. kind exactly. of person. Exactly, what works for you. Yes. So lastly, I think I'm, we are going to end it soon. I just want Okay. to talk about, you know, a lot of people don't know that they can actually visit or speak with a therapist. They just yeah. feel like it's of no use. I want yeah. you to advise people because it's not until when you have any mental issue or anything. Mm-hmm. The, the same way you can go for routine checkup, routine yeah. medical checkup, 
they yeah. we also need to also be doing for seeing mental checkup. Yes. So I wanted to talk about the aspect of visiting or speaking with a therapist, notwithstanding if you have any mental issue or anything. Yeah. Sometimes you just want yeah. somebody to speak to or just to yeah. open with. So I wanted to talk about that. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for that, Sarah. Uh, you know, people go for um, uh, checkups, okay, do a physical assessment, you know, and yeah, but most people don't go for mental health checkup which is something that's really uh, not too good because just like the definition of health we talked about, that's physical, mental, and social, okay? You know, you can reach out to a mental health professional. There's some basic psychological assessment that can be done for you that will help them to be able to, you know, to, to, to know that, oh, this person, this person, this person, okay, you need to make adjustments in this, you need to make adjustments in this, oh, you are fine in this area, you're fine in this area, but these are the other things you can do, but this, this can get better. It's really going to, you know, going to go, go, going to be be of help. There are different applications. You know, if you go on the Google Play or your uh, what's the other one on the Apple, you can download some, you know, mental health applications. You know, you know, subscribe to a health insurance plan that cover for that has a mental health package where you can easily speak with. If you go on LinkedIn, you will see a lot of contact of clinical psychologists in your yeah. area, search on Google, you see a lot of clinical psychologists, you know, where you can reach out to, arrange, and you, 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 you can do it at the comfort of your home. Yeah. You know, virtually, you can have a teleconsultation with your therapist, and you're able to talk either via audio or via video call, you know, you're able to see, you're able to, you know, express yourself, you're able to do some assessment. You don't even need to meet with the person physically, yeah. all right? You don't even need to, these are the things, you know, people need to start to start doing even for your children is something you should you should be able to do as a mother it's something you should be able to do as a, a, a mother that just gave birth you should do it assess yourself and you know, look out for uh, postpartum depression or which is which we now know as postpartum depression you know let them assess you as they yeah, assess on the physical let them also assess the, uh, the mental mm-hmm. that's really going to be okay because it's easier to manage and conceal and hold some of these, you know, signs or these issues before it becomes fully blown, full blown. Okay. The, the earlier uh, the issues are identified and the earlier the intervention, the better. Uh, and the higher the and better the prognosis of of of, uh, of the intervention and the treatment. Thank you so much, Tommy Wolabi, for joining us, and thank you, friends, for listening. Last one, if you want to stay up to date of our podcast, subscribe, follow on your favorite podcast app and I'll be back next week Sunday. Until then, please remember to be kind to yourself. Much love, peace and have a beautiful week. Bye.